0: Hello and welcome back to Bedtime Stories for Paddlers. If you've listened before, thanks for circling back. If it's your first time hearing the podcast, welcome. On this podcast, we feature river stories from artists, kayakers, river guides, canoeists, safata rescue pros, and stand-up paddleboarders. Tonight's guest is Laura Marietta, and she's grown up on the Yacogany River in a family-owned rafting company that started in the mid-60s. She's got all kinds of fun stories and delivers them with her famous laugh and colorful metaphors. She also talks serious about being a woman in the whitewater industry and what it's like being a mother at the same time. This is the perfect podcast to download to your phone, sit around the campfire with a frosty beverage, and drink in. I'm your TL, Steve Barber. Let's set the shuttle and get this river trip underway and welcome our guest this evening, Laura Marietta. To bedtime stories for paddlers. Hmm. Hi, How you doing?
1: Background, good,
0: yeah. Yeah, what do you think?
1: It's really nice. I like it. I like it a lot. Hey, paddling the boat down the river, or yeah. paddling the book down the river. Yeah, <laughs> yeah paddling the book down the river.
0: There's, yep. a, there's a book. There's some rafters there.
1: I know. I like it.
0: Amanda's doing the stand up paddle board. Charlie Walbridge oh, awesome. is doing some swift water rescue and. It's fun. You got a beer?
1: Yeah, I got wine. Is that okay? Now nah,
0: hey, it's time to wind down.
1: Right? Exactly. Wind
0: down and do some bedtime stories for paddlers.
1: I know. Bedtime, bedtime nightcap. Yeah.
0: I think that this is the the best time to have, you know, something like this going on. We can Well, just it makes hang sense. Out. Yeah. I don't know if sense. I'm gonna have a light. Mine just keeps going out, but we don't need it. We're right, just pulling audio matter. anyhow perfect how's your man
1: he's um he's been working hard you know trying to um you know cuz they want to open and they will open but what it means for them to open are a lot of different circumstances so he like drove all over three counties today trying to find plexiglass to put up as like a protective shield for people to check in or buy oh. things or you know whatever that means um oh, and then on top of that i've been you know we've been trying to actually make something happen at the farm here
0: are you growing just, some uh, good stuff well and uh, it's not growing time yet the farmer's almanac says well, uh, you
1: know yeah it is growing time it's um the last know,
0: frost have- in the farmer's almanac's may 8th though
1: i know right yeah so well, of course, like I have my cold hardy things out. Yeah, that's good. Ground, I have a lot of things inside
0: mm-hmm. and
1: we actually are trying to set up a greenhouse. So we have a bunch of plastic and he's um, transitioning this old carport into, you know, having the plastic on top of it and having a greenhouse.
0: That'll be sweet. I'm, yeah. I, so I wish I had a greenhouse, but I think the wind would just blow it away here in hop wind.
1: It's bad up here too. It's definitely <laughs> going to be very reinforced. <laughs> like, yeah, there Especially went my like, greenhouse. Like, have, I feel like this year we've had more wind than we've had in a long time.
0: I almost kind of agree with that, but I'm only like a 14 year resident of Hopwood. But man, there's right, been some I'm serious sure, winds. Yeah,
1: but you know, 14 years is a good time to have a grasp on like what's happening.
0: Yeah, I think so too. But um, yeah, it's definitely, definitely some been windy. Winds. Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely windy. Definitely wet.
0: It has and, been um, wet. That,
1: that makes that makes for trees to fall
0: over. Dude, that rain that came through here yesterday, or it was yeah. either yesterday or two days ago. That was some a lot of water.
1: Yeah, it's been um, it's been interesting our weather patterns recently. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've up. definitely noticed that the past like five to eight years have been pretty drastic mm-hmm. in change.
0: Yeah. Well, as a kayaker, yeah. that's kind of good.
1: I don't know, because it's also just all over the place. Yeah. It's, you know, it's also just and like I think also um with the trees coming down a lot, like that's a little scary. Yeah. Like there's a lot more obstructions and strainers out there that you know we weren't always thinking of
0: yeah yeah those those strainers are bad news
1: they are bad news nobody wants to nobody wants to interact with a strainer
0: no no that's not (laughs) somebody you want to party with hey strainer get out of here (laughs) Yeah, and it's even a more of a problem to to kind (laughs) of using that word and like our
1: everyday lingo be like that strainer needs to go strainer be gone
0: (laughs) It's like Here a e- spell, you know. Well, mm. I- I'm super thankful that you uh, agreed to be on Bedtime Story Sort Pallars with us and I'm like nervous. Awesome. <laughs> it's awesome to have you. Don't be nervous. You know, it's all good. It's just, you know, I you and I were just talking and uh, I think you're you know, I've only known you maybe since two thousand six or so, but I think you're one of the the Whitewater women that are you know, really outstanding out there, and I think you're perfect Aww, fit to be, be on here. Well, you know, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. But I wanted to know, um, you know, what was your first river trip that you ever did that kind of made you say, "Oh man, I caught the bug. I I want to be in this whitewater." Do you, you know, recollect anything like that? I
1: um, yeah, I almost think that's like an impossible um thing for me to recollect since I've been going down the river, since I was like two or three. Oh,
0: you were and on the it, river at two or oh, three? Oh, for
1: sure. Yeah, definitely. Oh, like my parents took me down the middle yacht, And of course my dad's like, you were an asshole and jumped out. And like, just <laughs> was like, He's like, it was not the best idea. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's, and you know, and then ever since then, just growing up, on the river and being it always being a part of a business Mm -hmm. for myself and my family I don't have a lot of like recollection of like oh this is it and this is what I want to do it was just that was what we did yeah it was just it was almost instated in you Mm -hmm. so there was never like a light that went off that was like oh this is so cool I wish I could do this for the rest of my life it was just like no this is what you're doing for the rest of your life so I I can't really say I have a time when I was like, Oh, this is so cool. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Well, no, I get it. I mean, I figured that that might be the case just because you've been indoctrinated into the Ohio exactly. Ohio whitewater world. Yeah. Well, so I
1: guess ev- every trip was like, Oh, well, I love this. This is what I want to do. So I mean, you could look at it that way.
0: What did it look like when you started? I mean, you know, for people that don't know you're part of the whitewater uh, company there on, the, the Yakagani and Oh Pao. Right. And you know, your grandfather started it and Yeah, grandmother my grandfather
1: my grandmother and my dad and my aunt. Yeah, it was definitely a family started business.
0: What what year did it start up?
1: That's a great question. <laughs> they like kind of go back and forth <laughs> in between like nineteen sixty-seven and I think like nineteen sixty-five. It kind of I don't know. There's like some, some cloudiness to all of that.
0: It gets hard oh. to remember back then, you know, after and a couple of beers. And it gets beers. hard to
1: remember, yeah. yeah. But I think it was like 1967 or something, something along those lines. So late
0: 60s. Yeah.
1: Early to late 60s. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's that's a that's a ways back. I mean. Yeah. It was...
1: Yeah, it was third generation.
0: What do you mean it was third generation? Your third generation? I third, yeah, okay. I would have
1: been the third generation. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh man. And then now there's yeah. your son, Henry.
1: The, right.
0: Yeah. He's you know, a wild man. He likes man. To,
1: He is a wild man. He loves the water. It's
0: he's, great. He's awesome. I love spending, <laughs> you know, time with you guys when I get the chance. I
1: know. I'm looking forward to uh when we can all do that again.
0: Yeah. Get the VIPs together for sure. Okay. Well, yeah, late sure. 60s, you know, mm-hmm. Ohio Power. I'm sure there's a big transition from, you know, back when your family started Know to when you started, what what did it look like when you started? I mean, when you could really think about like working, you know, what yeah. It so,
1: like? um, for sure, I was extremely fortunate that, um, you know, my family had been from Ohio Powell for many, many generations since like the Civil War. So, I was really fortunate growing up there that I had a team there that were like family and friends and just really looking out for each other. Um, A lot of locals worked at our company because we were the locals, you know, who started a rafting company. Mm -hmm. Um, So it really just felt like family. So I always felt really supported and really safe. And um, I was really fortunate when I decided to start to be a river guide that there were a couple other females there already. Um, A couple sisters, Laura and Amy Drew, were there and they were actually from like New York. I forget how they ended up in a hop but they ended up in a hop
0: Outsiders.
1: You know, they were, yeah, they were a few years older and, but they definitely like took me under their wing and I would help, you know, guided trips on the middle Yacht when I was like 16 okay. for them. And, you know, just, uh, I was really fortunate to have good, um, mentorship.
0: So you yeah. were checked out as a river guide on the middle Yacht at 16.
1: No, I, I mean, I was helping. I definitely wasn't checked out. Um, that waited till Pat 18. Was, yeah, my cousin Pat was actually the first person that got the exemption to work the river at 16. Um, I had to wait till I was 18. But of course, I was out there anyway, just helping and, you know,
0: a formality. It was a formality. That,
1: that it was a formality. Yeah.
0: Well, you, um, t- you touched on something that I would like to ask you about. And that's, you know, you, you talked about being. A woman in the whitewater industry mm. and i know you know i don't know but i've been in the <laughs> water industry and uh it's tricky for for women a little bit just because it's yeah it's pretty yeah. intense so what do you think um you know what's it like being a woman in the whitewater industry Give me a little bait it's on
1: fucking that. complicated. God, I'm, I'm the worst at swearing, so I hope you can.
0: Yeah, just a little care. disclaimer on this one. You know, we don't have any swear swearing uh, like button or anything, but <laughs> Laura will probably Last cuss <laughs> during You'll this episode. I'm not editing out. Like anything Sixteen out.
1: and older. <laughs>
0: yeah, this is this might be a PG-17 or rated R podcast, but you know, it might help the rating. It
1: legit might be, especially with me. So what? Um, Here we go. All right, so it's super complicated. Yeah, like I said, I think I just got super lucky that there were already a few girls at Whitewater at that time. Mm. Um, luckily, my grandmother was a very strong, independent female,
0: yeah, she's tough and not whatever, yeah, she's
1: t- tough as fuck. so. Not that she was so much on the river, but she was really involved in the business, and you know, there was like a lot of respect for her, and then. I really gotta hand it to my my um my dad and my mom, my grandfather, and my pap. They like no one ever questioned it at all. Um they're all just like, you know, you're you're smart, you're strong, you have a nice personality, you should totally do this. You know what I mean?
0: Big smile. Just, That's yeah, what I and think just, of when I think <laughs> you just big smile all the
1: time. <laughs> Lots of smiling, yeah. Um, so I think it was just you know, like they're like, if you want to do this, you, you should do this. Um, but yeah, as a woman, it was definitely difficult. Like I definitely had to, um, I had two things against me one, I was female and I was the owner's daughter. So I had all these things to overcome. Um, so yeah, I had to really, I had to work really, really hard. Um, I definitely had to just step it up and, um, you know, not, unfortunately you do have to build a shield where you can't I couldn't be sensitive you know what I mean I had to um you know there's no fucking crying on the river like you just had to fucking take it and deal with it and you know but I think also when you're a river guide and you especially on the lower yacht, when you're a river guide and you're in a team of river guides the way we guide you know you want that one person who's really good with people who can talk to them who can communicate and then you have these other people who are you know you're really good boaters who are saving people and things like that and it's all about that team mentality and luckily Mm -hmm. I was able to know my place in that team and and be there and then know and also recognize other people's positions and you know we're able to like make that work Mm -hmm. um I mean, it's, I don't know. It definitely wasn't easy. It's still not easy. Um, but I think there's a place for everyone with that, especially being a river guide, because being a river guide is so much more than just, I mean, of course you got to keep people safe. Like that's number one by yeah, means.
0: Yeah. You got to um, have the same amount of people that you showed up with at the end of the day. To get them right. Back. Yeah. You
1: got to have, you got to be able to count the heads. Yeah, <laughs> You know, you got to have safety, but you also have to have this, Um, communication aspect. You also have to have this, um, you know, being able to set a certain kind of standard and safety. And just, um, you know, sometimes a woman can just bring in this different mentality for the guests where maybe they're not as um, intimidated or um, maybe they're able to just understand what they're you're saying mm-hmm. more clearly. I, you know, I don't know. Like, there's just different aspects that a female can bring into the dynamics of a big group.
0: I like that, that the trip that gets a little group. bit softer. You know, it's already going right. to be hard because you got all this rage and white water, but then you got a female right. showing up. You know, as the trip leader and whatnot, and it's already like, oh okay, it, it's a softer mood already right now, rather than having right. like some river guide, you know, barking stuff out, like, you know, some, some of hot river guides, we know. Right. That just,
1: yeah. rub, 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 rub. You know, I can get loud and mean. Like, oh
0: yeah. Is, like, you know, Hey, I'm, every river guide can hold church people. when they need to hold church. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that you, you can't, you know, forcefully no, but direct, it, but there's a time and place yeah, for you got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's
1: just, there's a time and place for everyone. And it just, it adds an extra layer to a river trip because again, also, you know, it's all about the white water. We all want to have a good time and have fun, but you also want to look around you and take in like the scenery and the little things and being able to communicate with people is like a really big aspect of it. Like, yeah, you might be an amazing boater, but when you're not able to connect with those people, it just, you know, sometimes they're missing a big part of the trip.
0: Yeah, I've always felt that that's called sphere of awareness and having a sphere of awareness that encompasses the entire trip. Right. You know, the people on it, your team on it, you know, the river level, the weather, the lunch, you know, all that is the sphere of awareness. And you're tapping into something that, that, you know, is a higher standard and it's a higher, um, It's a person that's been there longer that taps into that and is looking at that. And that's something that, you know, I want to ask you about, I mean, you're a river guide. I know you're a great kayaker. Are you a safe, you know, you're a safety boater too, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. You've you've done all those jobs.
1: I've done all the things. So so you know
0: how to, you know, that's why your sphere of awareness is big because you've done all those jobs. What's your, maybe um, the component the job that you want to do most nowadays in that re- regiment um,
1: of yeah, yeah. What I've, what I've taken from that is I, I, you know, cause I'm retired now. I'm not a river guide anymore. Ooh, retired um,
0: at what age? Uh,
1: let's see. I retired a few years ago, like 32. I think I was okay. 31, 31 or 32 when I retired from river guiding. Although I do get pulled out yeah. sometimes. High water. Yeah.
0: Gets- <laughs> <laughs> Low water, short guides, lots of, lots (laughs) of guests.
1: Yeah. Or, or I'm a, I'm a pirate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've done some of those. Don't tell anybody.
0: (laughs) Okay. I won't. (laughs)
1: Um, uh, so what I like, what I got most out of all that and what I'd want to do the most is just guiding in general anymore. It doesn't even have to be down a river, you know, like I could you know, of course, like I'm a yoga teacher too. So just, just guiding people, just making people feel comfortable in their atmosphere. Like we were talking about making them aware of like how they feel, what's going on. So I mean, like just, I mean, just going for a hike with people and like pointing certain things out. Um,
0: you're, you're yeah. you are a tour guide. You're into the whole tourism industry. That's it's in your totally blood.
1: I am totally into tourism. It's totally in my blood. Like it's so easy for me, me to sell Ohio Pile. Like the whole place. Like mm-hmm. the whole the whole thing. Like I can sell you. I'm so good at giving directions. And it's easy it's to like, sell
0: because it's wonderful. I mean, Ohio right? Pile is truly a gem, and it's easy yeah. to sell.
1: So I'm just yeah. I feel like I'm just good at um pointing people in a direction and guiding them and um making sure they're appreciating where they're at
0: nice i dig that a yeah. lot a lot okay well let me ask you this um do you have any whitewater heroes i mean people that you're just like man that that person you know female male whatever they really i want to be like them
1: you know of course Carol is like a huge, you know, hero of mine. It's really hard to not, you know, throw her out there, Um, you know, especially coming from this area, being a female, you know, going big. Um, And then also I really didn't get to know her actually until later when she became a mother, you know, she's a few years older than me. So I actually got to look up to her more in almost that aspect of like being a mom and being a paddler and being a business owner And just, you know, thinking of her in that light, um, yeah, that was definitely one of my big heroes. And Steve Kaufman, I got to like... I gotta, yeah. Dude, yeah. I mean, like, man. Steve, I never would have been a lower yacht trip leader if it hadn't been for Steve Kaufman. Just because he didn't want to be the trip leader. Like mm-hmm. we get back to that team thing where he's like, well, "I want to be the safety be the butter."
0: Damn it! He's like, "I don't want to give a talk <laughs> up. I don't
1: want to give hand signals. I want to be a safety butter." He's like, "But I can tell you what to do." and it'll be great and I was like okay so it totally worked out um yeah I really got to hand it to him for that and then like I said um I had Laura and Amy Drew who were like these young sisters at Whitewater and they were actually uh, canoeists. and my dad was a Whitewater canoeer and they were the ones that got me into like canoeing and because of them I ended up doing like um um the uh when um the American Whitewater uh Open Canoe Races came to hall, I did this race and ended up winning.
0: Yeah, I, tell us yeah. about that. What dude, you <laughs> won a canoeing race? Let's hear it.
1: I I won four straight years in a row. Ah, southeast and west. You stood
0: on the podium and were like, "This is my town. It's my canoeing."
1: I didn't. I didn't even like have like a good race boat or anything, but yeah. So the it's like the national canoe association i i i'm terrible i'm horrible at remembering names um but it's this national whitewater canoe race that happens every year and they do it's like legit like class because they did it on the lower york it's like class three four whitewater like it's no shit and you're in this fucking open boat which is like yeah. no joke
0: that's tough
1: it's tough so yeah. i mean i just got lucky because most of the time i just didn't have much competition what kind of with.
0: what kind of canoe did you like a five
1: uh, the first time i raced on the loriac I had a um dagger Ovation eleven. I actually nice. still have it. Eleven footer. Yeah, it's eleven footer.
0: Nice. And
1: you know, same thing. Like they just came to town, okay. and people were like, "Dude, Laura, you have a canoe. You like whitewater canoe. You should totally do this race." And I was like, "Dude, I don't, I don't know. I don't really want to do it." And everyone talked me into it, especially Laura and Amy. And I was like, All right, "Fine, I'll do it." I ended up winning the sprint and the long distance. And where's so, the,
0: the start is at the falls and the end is at yeah, So run? The,
1: sprint, the sprint was the loop. Okay. Yeah. And the long distance was the put into Bruner run.
0: Nice. Okay.
1: Yeah. So of course I want, not of course, but I won both of them. Even yes. though I swam, I fucking swam at cucumber because my parents walked down and we're like, Oh my God, this is so awesome. I looked
0: You swam, I got, got back in your boat and still won <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs>
1: like I slam, slam the shore. Wow. My dad's like, "Oh my god!" My mom's like, "Oh my god!" We should help her. My dad's like, "No, you can't help her. Like that's part of the race. Like you can't touch her. Don't touch her." Yeah, she's and you're like, disqualified if you disqualified. You touch my... that
0: boat, there, guy.
1: Yeah, totally. But you know, I'm a river guide. All I do is self rescue. Like, oh it's yeah. Not like I was like, okay, I grabbed my canoe. and I slammed slam the shore, dumped mm-hmm. it out, got back in it, and kept going. You know, I mean? you
0: just did a little faster than normal.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> definitely a little hustle. Wow, um, that's fantastic. Did you hilarious. ever roll that thing? I mean, like... No. Okay, I was gonna, no, I was like, that no was good. That would have been even over. cooler if you would have rolled it.
1: I know. I definitely tried. Like, I've tried a few times, but um, it's difficult. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Well, I'm excited. I can check off the canoe, the canoe yeah. box on this uh, podcast, too, you know?
1: Yeah, so... That's awesome. Yeah, good times. Yeah, and then I... The next couple of races, though, I definitely used a bigger, faster canoe. So it helped. Yeah.
0: Okay. How many people were you going up against?
1: Um, Each one was different. So the lower yacht one, I think there was only like three of us. Um, The biggest competition I had was down on the French Broad. Um, a big river. Down in North Carolina. Like there's a lot of open boaters down there. Mm-hmm. I had some legit competition down there. There was probably six of us. And then, um, up in Maine, I had a lot of competition, um, on the dead river. There was, um, there wasn't a lot of us, but they were local girls that like really had it dialed in and Mm -hmm. had good boats and it was high water. And they actually changed the course like the next day. So I actually didn't even get to run the course. I ran it blind and still ended up winning somehow yeah
0: nice job <laughs> yeah it was
1: it was intense wow. like the girl was right behind me like it was it was pretty intense
0: that's awesome
1: uh, but out west out west there's just not a lot of boners in general like we did it out west on the arkansas and um there are just there's just not a lot of Kayakers, canoers. There's mainly rafters Mm -hmm. out there. It seemed.
0: Well, if you follow it back to like 1888, the American Canoe Association started in New York. Uh, Oh, and you know, so the canoeing migrated. It started there, and then it just migrated down. You know, competition-wise and and organizationally and stuff. Yeah, so that kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: Well, that's awesome, man. I, I love hearing some some of these stories uh, about canoeing. That's great. What do you think? Yeah,
1: it's intense.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So you've been on a it's lot like of rivers, swimming. a lot of different crafts. You're, you know, I know you're a good kayaker. I've kayaked. Um, and I don't think we've ever put on together and been like, yeah, let's go kayaking no, together. I don't think but we we've no, always, like, you know, been around where we're packing, right. working, or whatnot. And um, uh, what do you think? And like maybe a fun river trip that always just kind of keeps circling back in your mind. Like what's one of the really good ones that, you know, comes back yeah,
1: to you? Yeah, um, the one I asked to go down every year this time of year and I've got to go is the smoke hole down in West Virginia, okay. like outside of like Seneca Rocks. Okay. It's like an easy class two, three overnighter but it's in one of the most beautiful places in West Virginia. And every year I want to go and we never go
0: <laughs> okay.
1: still waiting. To That's go. one
0: you want to do. Okay. I was thinking, <laughs> so of like, I wanted. what's um, one that you've done that you're like, Oh man, that was the best. That was the best river of course, trip I've ever the grand had.
1: Canyon, like nothing, yeah. nothing compares to the grand Canyon.
0: When'd you do the grand Canyon?
1: We did that. in. let's see. Um, sure. it has been a while. I'm 37. I think I was like 24, yeah. 23, 24 when we did that. Yeah.
0: What time of year? Fall? Uh, in
1: the fall. Fall. In October.
0: Fall's good. Perfect.
1: There's no motor rigs out there.
0: Mm-hmm. It's warm. Um, the water's.
1: Yeah. It was still pretty warm. Ac. Yeah. It was. Yeah. That's pretty hard to beat. Um, But I also have not done a lot of overnighters to compare it to um
0: how many days did you do you put in it uh um, it
1: was like 20 some days or something crazy
0: so you went all the way to pass like diamond creek and Mm okay
1: yeah it was long yeah like 200 and some miles
0: i did 225 and we took yeah i feel like it was like 224
1: or 225 yeah it was it was long yeah
0: we did seven 16 days
1: Okay. Yeah. Maybe it was like, yeah, it might've been under 20 days.
0: Okay.
1: I don't know. I, details. I like yeah, um, horrible
0: details. <laughs> the Grand Canyon is an awesome trip. What's, yeah, what's, and I just, what's one of the things that, you know, struck you on the Grand Canyon. Did you row it? Did you kayak it or?
1: I did not row it. I was just a passenger. Um, and it was when Ben and I, my husband, um, had just started dating.
0: Nice. Shout um, out to Ben. It was, he's yeah, the man. It, was
1: actually, it was super funny how we got invited on this grand Canyon trip. So,
0: and that's not ben easy I, getting a place on the grand Canyon trip.
1: No, not at all. So I didn't even know any of these people. So we, I meet Ben and Ohio Powell, we start dating and he decides he's going to go for the summer and work on the Arkansas and Buena Vista, Colorado. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, are you kidding me? Like, we just started dating. Like, I, I, I can't leave a howp. I like, like
0: you. I just hooked up with you, man.
1: Yeah, so I literally shook him. I was like, what the fuck are you doing?
0: <laughs> I believe like, it. Getting sh- shook and buying a hot woman, you know, that's, you're getting shook.
1: He's, he's like, okay, well, you can drive out with me, hang out for a little bit, and fly home. <laughs> 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 so I was like, okay, fine. Oh. So I took it, and I was like, all right, fine. So I rode out to Colorado with him, hung out in Buena Vista for like uh, I think it was like a week and a half and I ended up making friends with everybody working it was Buffalo Joes he was working with and I ended up making friends with like all of his river guide buddies like got to go down the Royal Gorge and just do like a whole bunch of fun numbers trips and all this stuff and then I come home and then actually he ended up coming home early to help wellness voyagers and our friend out there who i'd only known for a week and a half but ben had known her for a little while her dad got the lottery ticket nice and she was like dude she's like i want you and ben to come on this river trip with us she's like i love you guys i think you're great river guides i think of a great you know spot in this group and i was like we can
0: tolerate you for that many days
1: (laughs) totally i was like i didn't know any of these people but my dad had been down the Grand Canyon and he was like, you have to go. Yes. He's like, he's like, who cares? Who cares who they are? Just go. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? Okay. And it ended up working out really well. Like these people were amazing. You know, granted river people, you know, like yeah. we got really lucky though. Everyone was great. We had an amazing time and Ben rode our boat. And, um, I rode a couple times, but dude, rowing's hard.
0: Yeah. Ben rode the entire way.
1: Jesus, pretty much. Nice. Pretty much ben wrote the See, way. i I didn't
0: run the. I didn't row the entire way. We did two hundred and twenty six miles, and I only rode two hundred and twenty five miles. My wife rode one mile there.
1: I mean, literally, that's probably all I did. I did not do much. I was like, this is hard and horrible. It is.
0: Those boats are heavy, man.
1: <laughs> so Ours heavy. was at least
0: t- you know twenty two hundred, twenty five,
1: twenty two hundred pounds. Yeah, and then also the way you um reed water just it was just you're backing mind-boggling to me like having to run away from it and oh yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah i just was, see i grew up I was, on the new river as
0: a, 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 a an ore rigger i did oh, okay. rigging. so man when i got the you opportunity to do it, yeah i was like i always rode on the new river you know so i That's hit the grand Canyon. i was like oh yeah guys i know this yeah
1: yeah so like and ben luckily ben had worked out on the arkansas and stuff and they row a lot so mm-hmm that's a great, you just, you just throw your little heart
0: out. Yeah. It's a whole different mentality. Uh, you know, whole trying to mentality. navigate the river and move the boat laterally. And yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's it hard awesome. to, it's hard to put down, you know, the grand Canyon. That is one of the most amazing.
1: It's choices. one of the wonders of the world. I mean, like how do you, it is. Yeah. How do you it compare is. to that? Like, it is. I don't know.
0: So good choice. Wise choice. Yeah. on. on saying that one okay well let's circle back to the yawk um mm-hmm. when was the first time you checked out on the upper um because not a lot of uh, female yeah. guides were on the upper uh no
1: you know, no how, what did days, that look I didn't like i even see a female
0: i know i mean time. i worked up there at 2006 you know pretty much right when i got there i started working the upper because i just I always paddled it and whatnot, but right. I didn't see a lot of women up there. And then I saw no. like October, and I saw you, and
1: that was it. Zorb, yeah, Zorb was about it. Yeah. Zorb,
0: yeah. So what was that like? I mean, checking out up there and being a river guy um, up on the I, upper.
1: Yeah, I got a, I got to throw it out to uh, Walter Augustine and oh, Jim
0: King. Walter
1: helped me. Big they Jim helped King. me a ton. Even though I will say. Walter's one of the only people that have made me cry on the river. <laughs> like, only because out of anger and frustration. Hey,
0: you're not the first <laughs> like, person like, he's like, made cry. So I'm sure that. I mad
1: that I just cried. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to fucking kill him. Oh. <laughs> but um, because of him and Jim King, like, I never would have worked the upper yacht. Um, and then Zorb, too. Zorb was a big part of that for sure. She definitely, like, pushed me and pushed all of them to get me up there and, you know, just made me comfortable and things like that. But, Oh, dude, checking out up there. Goddamn. That was like it's tough. It's tough. It's, you know, that's cause for me, a lot of times it was just repetition and, um, to, to just go, go up there and get your ass beat and find people to go up up there with you to get their ass beat with you. Yeah. <laughs> the easiest thing. guiding by
0: braille you're like looking around <laughs> yeah. you know, with your body did you, did you oh, i don't want to go you know, there because, again
1: yeah because also i think uh, i think the mentality is starting to change but there was definitely a mentality of like you just have to go fucking figure it out like nobody was really holding your hand nobody was being really descriptive of like you, like they would but they wouldn't and you know it was kind of like you just they needed to know that you could take a beating and
0: yeah do you think they're trying to withhold information to make you you know figure it out yourself and be a little bit tougher for sure. or if you I couldn't think, be there yeah, you needed to leave or
1: part yeah i think that's definitely part of it like you need to make sure that these people can fi- can problem solve and figure it out themselves instead of memorizing it and mm-hmm. you know what i mean
0: yeah because um, you can't memorize it because you know what it's not always one eight
1: it's not always one eight, exactly.
0: Sometimes it's two eight.
1: Yeah. And that goes back to like being a female river guide. Like up there, I'm not Jim King. If anyone knows Jim King, he's fucking huge.
0: He's huge. Like
1: he he doesn't dude. need people to put their paddles in the water at all
0: no and that's where the difference that's the difference between being a guy and being a girl you know it's like it's kind of like wrestling you know you got to know when to have power you got to know when to have finesse but a woman has really got to have more finesse and way
1: more finesse and way more teamwork like i really had to like talk to my team a little like my guests Mm -hmm. I should call my team because at at that moment there I was like we're in this together guys oh yeah we're a team like if I don't have you yeah I don't know what's gonna happen
0: see this uh, smile on my face I want to be wearing it at the end of the day too exactly (laughs) let's work together yeah
1: please please listen to me please and that's one of the
0: things about being a river guide you're like you know an athlete a coach a public speaker, a yeah. pastor—you know, you, you. Sometimes you're holding okay, church in the nice. netty, you know. You it's like, all right, man. <laughs> I know you just saw Jesus down there on that swim, dude, but you got to come back in here. Right. Let's we get got it together.
1: Up. Like,
0: come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Still got action. Oh, yeah, man.
1: it's not stopping. Especially on that you Like, it's not stopping. It does. It's not like the golly where you get this no. big calm pool and that they- you can get them to look at the clouds and like forget what happened. <laughs> It's like, no, I know you just got beat on the bottom of the floor of the river, but I need you back in here breathing and paddling. Yeah,
0: the, the, yeah. Th- the way I always thought about the Upper Yacht was like, I, I guess I break rivers down into songs.
1: Or, oh, nice. Kind of
0: like genres of songs. And yeah. I always thought the Upper Yacht was a jazz song it was always like this continuous up, yeah. And, you know, it was just, it never busy. stopped it busy. busy. It always made beautiful yeah. music, but man, it was a beast. And you could, you just have to be on it. Um, <laughs> I'm not on it as much anymore. I've gone from hard boater to soft boater, you know, but. I'm okay Whatever. with that.
1: Claws are out there.
0: I can still go fire it up if I had to, but um, that's right. I can't wait to get back out there to tell you the truth. I know but
1: I can't either. I've been really jonesing.
0: I'm not into running guests anymore.
1: Down. There. Oh, it's stressful. I'm. I actually. Yeah. I don't. I'm safety boater mode. <laughs> every it's yeah. It's stressful because you also just never know what you're gonna get.
0: That, that's and the thing.
1: like I said, like being me, being a female. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like I. Fuck man, when I would get shit handed to me, it was it was rough, man. Oh yeah, it was a long day.
0: Well, let me ask you this: What do you think is one of your biggest saves that comes to to mind? Like an epic moment where you are like, "Dude, I just saved your life, man. You don't even know it, but this was an epic yeah. save." Do you have anything like that?
1: God, I have like
0: <laughs> two million. I, don't, I,
1: don't, I have much shit done.
0: I know. <laughs> is, does one come into your mind?
1: One time. On okay, so one time on the lower yacht at like a standard level, you know, a dimple you get on top of the rock as mm-hmm. a trip leader. And you give hand signals, and sometimes those rafts just don't get it or just aren't paying attention, or you know, who knows? The hand of God just comes down and fucks shit up for everyone. Right. And this this whole family, like just this really nice young family, a couple daughters, you know.
0: And this is self-guided. They're self-guided. They don't have a guide.
1: Yeah. It's self-guided. So it's guide assisted. assisted. I'm on the rock. I'm on the rock trying to give them hand signals, trying to tell them what to do. It just wasn't working. And they come flat up against the rock. And of course, a dimple, the water's pillowing up against the rock. Mm -hmm. And I did luckily get them all to high side. Nice. Um, And I'm
0: saying the level's like one six then.
1: Yeah, it was like one eight one six. One like six. definitely like a normal summer yeah. level. Got them all the high side. Just started hucking them up on the rock with me. Nice. Pulled the whole family and the raft on top of Dimple Rock. With wow. Me. Just like fuck it, you're all coming up here.
0: Excuse me, I have to turn into the Incredible Hulk real quick. <laughs> I
1: mean, it was insane. <laughs> and then oh, and then there was one. do fucking Dimple, it's the worst. Oh. So then there was this other time, this shitter like falls out right in front of Dimple. And he's like in front of Dimple, just bobbing in front of it. Oh yeah. So I go to give him, sometimes we have that pole up there. Yeah. So I go to hand him the pole and it's super slippery because it was probably after high water or something. And he pulls me off the rock with him and the pole. And we're just sitting in front of Dimple, the three of us. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, okay, but we're still like in a good position. I'm like, Hey dude, you know, I'm going to throw this hook over to the riverside. And then I'm going to shove you around the rock into the current. I'm going to come with you and we're going to swim around and come back around. And we did. We're going to and go I from zero
0: him. to 60 in like a second <laughs> yeah. here, dude.
1: I like, I like swam him behind dimple, got him to shore, got out, you know, got off the shore, got right back up onto the rock and still had to guide. Like, I don't know how many rafts through there.
0: That's the Yakagani river guide. Right yeah, there. you
1: have to be like it's it's like full on. That's what do we what call it? Takes. it um, it's like oh yeah, it's full on. Like yeah. you should wear shin guards and like yeah. just body armor, and,
0: and that's yeah. just such the difference. Every river has its own intimacies of what it pulls out of you as a guide. Um, yeah, I was lucky enough to work the industry uh, down south on the New Inagali, and in this industry up here. And I always felt that, you know, the volume of water down there made us different guides than it did up here. We were always better with throw bags. I mean, throw bag this, throw bag that. I mean, we were knocking people in the head and they just didn't have any choice but to get it. But up here, you you know, you're multiple throw bags, but it's more like just getting down and dirty, swimming over to this rock, pulling somebody off and swimming back to your rock. It's a much more physical
1: yeah, you're making a really good point. So like my, my dad was a river guide and like all of his buddies, you know, he talked to all of his buddies into being river guides because his family started a rafting business. So my dad's like, Shit, I need people to do this. He's like, Well, I got some good I got some good old farm boys and like so he brought all these like, you know, lumberjacks and farm boys into the river and literally they would just instead of throwing ropes, they would just jump in, grab the people that follow the raft and swim on the shore. Mm-hmm. Like all the time. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's yeah. a good method. I don't yeah, think Charlie I mean, Walbridge would work. be agreeing with that, but you know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you got to do that, and sometimes you got to you just
1: got to ex- do yeah. what you got to do. Like, yeah, I, yeah you got to know think. when
0: you can do what you You can do that's right. That's that's that too, the thing.
1: yeah. You definitely have to know um, your audience and your, you know, your river. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, let me ask you this: you know, what are your thoughts about raising a child? On the river in the river industry i mean you know the intensities of it you have the sphere of awareness you you know you you felt like all those miles that you've earned kind of painfully you mm-hmm. know what do you think about raising the child in that whole
1: um, thing it's definitely nerve. it's nerve-wracking especially as a mother like i feel like mothers have this different Um instinct, like our job is to literally keep the kid alive. (laughs) Like
0: that's I think that's every parent's job. (laughs) I I feel like
1: even more so for the wife or the mother. Um you know, so it's it's definitely a little nerve-wracking. So I want him to have like a really healthy respect, but I also don't want to over intimidate him because like I I do I will say I am a little bummed out that my parents didn't push me more or um you know like but i also i mean their goal was keeping me alive like my dad would be like every time i wanted to go creek boating he's like jesus christ you're gonna get decapitated out there
0: and (laughs) you're rolling with some some big dogs you know (laughs) it's It's not like you're just going out by yourself or anything you're going out with some serious hardcore Yeah, and he was still
1: like you know really worried about me so i always had like Pretty good fear instilled, you know, and sometimes and it's always good. It's always good to have, but it definitely also hindered me from pushing it or um I don't know, you know. I mean, it just it definitely was different. Um, for my own kid, yeah, I definitely have a lot of reservations. Like i I think that some of the things that the kids are doing nowadays, like running these wow waterfalls and stuff, like I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's a ticking time bomb and it makes me nervous, but I'm also like football's dangerous as fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But you can it's at least really
0: breathe like, when you're laying there on the the field. Right.
1: right. And you have like
0: the world stops.
1: You have a medical team right there with yeah. you the whole time. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, luckily I've made it out so far and I've had really good experiences and seen, you know like it's really hard to get the awareness and grasp like we were saying of the world other than being on the river like you just get this different view of a world and of the earth when you're on a river especially when you're in yeah. the middle of nowhere Yeah, like it's that. you can't like not everyone gets to experience that and not everyone can understand what that is um She's i don't know it's and knowing that Boy. is really
0: important because you got to step up and save that especially now
1: yeah for our sure. rivers
0: our rivers and our you know um outdoor pristine environments they're under threat
1: yeah it's disturbing
0: we got to um, we got to have young people that are going to go out there be in those places and know the value
1: yeah i will say i'm an environmentalist before i am anything else like i've God, yeah, I've definitely been one to definitely clean up the river and been an advocate for just all of it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I do appreciate the fact that that will be instilled in Henry. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just being out there. But I think part of it is just, you know, you do have to make sure they trust themselves and trust their capabilities. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want him to second-guess himself because that's a big part of I feel like this sport is Mm -hmm. you mentally like you can't second guess yourself like you just you just have to know you can do it and be committed and fucking follow through so
0: that's
1: a that's a thin line where like I don't want to scare him but I I want him to be educated
0: yeah well I know he's on the right track he's got you he's got you he's got the man the myth the legend (laughs) your husband Ben Scoville He's good. He's good. He but but funny. when I was thinking of a save, one of my favorite saves that I've seen you have and I've seen you have a bunch because you know I've I've seen I've seen your good days and your not so good days, you know, right, there's <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, one of my favorite saves that I've seen you have was on the slippery rock when old uh, Hank was stuck in the airplane yeah. there in his yeah. inflatable kayak. And, and, you know, I was there he close, was but he, he was, was stuck, stuck and you were in the, you were in your kayak doing the old safety butter thing. And it was like, you know, he was just a guest and you're pulling yeah. him out. It was, was like grab my thing. boat, grab my boat. It was great. I loved it. It was so good. Oh man.
1: Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, I have a good story of a rescue with nice. the open canoe. Oh. So I actually used to work on the Laurieauk out of the the Dagger Ovation Eleven. Um, <laughs> totally. I would. I wouldn't like really safety boat out of it, but I would you know do all the hand signals, um, throw ropes, whatever. But one time. Um, I was out there paddling and at double hydraulic, this boat of um, six uh, Hindus all fell out of double hydraulic. And I actually, I'm actually not sure if I actually was working. I might have just been there, but I was in my open canoe and I go out there to like try and help them. And they are literally trying to crawl into the canoe. And I am just like, whoa, ah! Like, we're all going to swim here in a minute. And, you know, just trying to talk to them because you have, like, this language barrier. Oh, yeah. And they're panicked. And you're just, like, being like, okay, just hold on here. And you hold on there. And you're trying to balance it out so that they don't tip you over. Oh, Dynamic situation. I'll never forget that. It was literally six of them. And they're just, like, clamoring all over me. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Thank you, guys. Okay. Okay.
0: i think that that. that's that's one of the great things about being you know a whitewater professional is the way that your mind works in let's say the shit you know like the the craziness is going on and everything's still cool i mean you're like you know all right well you do this you do that you do this (laughs) yeah and i always hear these quarterbacks saying oh you know you get really good when the game slows down okay yeah and i'm thinking you know what (laughs) That's always the way it is when you're doing whitewater stuff because it's always happening super quick, but like a a true professional, they're still thinking and they're not froze up and it like it slows down. And I think that there's a relationship there, what they're talking about. And I think that that's what whitewater pros have, have always kind of tapped in. They're just able For to make sure. these decisions when all the stuff's going on and it's right. usually the not right shutting
1: one. down. Yeah. Being yeah. able to still function in life and death is um, pretty fucking impressive.
0: Yeah. And it's one of the great you know? things that the whitewater uh, teaches you. I think it's a good takeaway yeah. from it.
1: I had to get more wine.
0: Hey, you grab it, man.
1: You grab it.
0: Are you having fun?
1: Oh, I'm having so much fun.
0: That's see? great. That's <laughs> I good.
1: know. I'm, I'm, I am sad, though, that, like, we had known each other for so long. And we didn't really get to know each other until um, I feel like really recently.
0: Well, that's OK, because I'm, yeah, okay. I'm not going right? anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. Right?
1: It is OK. It's just it's also funny, too, how. um How, like, even though it's such a small community, it's still, like, pretty divided. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just something.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I did work at OTP, which was
1: maybe that's what it was
0: <laughs> really far away from where you worked. Know, <laughs> so but it was, it was, it was, was divided a by a road. There was like a little but alley were, right there.
1: You were divided by a line <laughs> or, no. uh, you know, I mean, like, I'm sure you're to that point now too. Like I'm the worst, especially in a hop when the new kids show up. And I'm like, dude, I, I'm not going to know you or even remember your name until you're here for four years. Yeah, Like I just, yeah. I don't even have the time, the energy, the mind space. Like it just, yeah. it takes a while sometimes.
0: Yeah. And my thing is I showed up to a hop out and I was already a seasoned river guide, you know, and I, I right. knew folks, so I had the crowd that I was running yeah. with and, and just doing, so I just kind of plugged in. Yeah,
1: that helps.
0: Yeah, it was.
1: Yeah, I feel bad for some of the new kids sometimes. Yeah, (laughs)
0: yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. Yeah.
0: But that's part of it, you know, that's part of it. And it's like, it's like what we talked about earlier, the senior staff on the, uh, on the upper yacht, they're like, they're doing the same thing, you know, they're doing the pecking order thing where totally. you got to kind of learn. you got to have some miles. You know, you mm-hmm. can't just come up here and, and, you know, just ask all the questions. We're not going to just give it to you. The grail's not right. going to just be given to you to drink out of. You know what I mean?
1: Right. you yeah. got to earn it.
0: And that's, you gotta earn it. that's what every river kind of takes. And that's the, that's the way of the river guides. And that's the cool thing about it. Because when you're there, yeah. you know, you're like, oh, yeah, man, I earned it, you know. And then... I really feel like we need to loosen up and we need to help people, but then we do, you know, and that's called training. That's called Mm -hmm. training. It happens in the spring. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But after that, you know, you're on your own.
1: Yeah. And I I don't know, there's books out there and there's, I mean, there's things out there, Yeah, you know? Yeah. But you can't just give it to them all for free.
0: (laughs) No. And you don't, ain't nobody got time for that.
1: No, I ain't got time for that. We got to
0: either go boat or go drink some beer somewhere, you know?
1: I know, right? Yeah, it's one or the (laughs) other, so. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh,
0: shit. We've covered a lot of really good stuff, and I'm really thankful to have you in my quiver quiver of friends, you know? Um,
1: Thanks. I'm happy to have you, too. I'm glad you do this.
0: Hey, thanks. I mean, uh, you kind of got to do something right now.
1: You got to do something and uh, and stories are good. Like we have, st- I, I have so many good stories.
0: Yeah. And I think that everybody <laughs> does. And in this industry, I really feel that people in the whitewater industry speak really well. And oh, thanks. Yeah. And every, it seems like everybody, and especially like trip leaders, you know, now like beginning people, I don't know, but when you get to that trip leader status, you just have yeah. to speak well. Because
1: I will say, yeah, in like front of after, eighty
0: people or forty people, and then
1: totally, I thing. fall back on that so many times. Like I almost, yeah, every job I've had after this, I'm just like, oh, you know, they're like, well, can you do this and that? I'm like, dude, I used to talk to eighty people and take them down a class three, four river. I'm pretty sure I for can five hours. You throw
0: at me. <laughs> yeah, I can take <laughs> it. Not that big know. of
1: a deal. Yeah, I can take it. If you're a whitewater
0: pro, you can do.
1: Anything you can do, anything you're MacGyver at that point.
0: Absolutely. Well, that's awesome. Well, let me ask you this: What do you think your next river trip will be? Like, not not the Smoke Hole because it doesn't sound like the Smoke Hole is going to happen. But what do you think? Like, the very next trip will be, um,
1: like in my near future.
0: Yeah, with just just the next one that's going to come up. What's what do you think the first one's going to come up for you?
1: Um geez that's you know i really do like to reach out to um my girlfriends i definitely have a small group of girls that are boaters that um that are good boaters too and it's just again back to like the female thing sometimes they just need build up and they just i just really just got to get them out there and get them practice because the same with me like you gotta shake that rust off oh
0: yeah you
1: um, yeah you really do and and to have like a group around you to build you up instead of tear you down is really important. So um I'm really hoping to do like the old pedal paddle in the castleman with yeah. some late just ladies.
0: The pedal paddle, paddle yeah. with the ladies. Nice. Pedal
1: paddle with the ladies, social distancing. Yeah,
0: got You do know?
1: That. Yeah. So and I feel like that'd be doable.
0: I think that'll know, be for a, sure. That'll be a great trip. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, get
1: the girls out there.
0: Well, I think that we've got some good stories here. Some good bedtime oh, good. stories.
1: Good. I'm glad that I could fulfill that for you.
0: Yeah. And you've done it, man. You've done it. Well, I just want to thank you very much. And
1: oh, thank you, Steve.
0: It's been great having you. And, you know, I appreciate all you're doing with the industry and helping oh. people and, you know, just being a good role model out there and being a, a, a mother of a whitewater person. I mean, it's not easy. I get it. Um, but you're doing a great yeah. job, so keep it up. And that being a wife so to a whitewater person, so, I mean.
1: I know, right? That's complicated. Yeah,
0: that's always. <laughs> bless, <laughs> your,
1: bless your wife's heart. <laughs>
0: it's tricky. Well, man, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's,
0: that's all you could say there. But luckily, you know, she's she's always been pretty pretty uh, accommodating to my whitewater addictions. And, man, I just take, that's her, awesome. take her everywhere that's- I go. She's been on everything that I've ever commercially worked you know everything, a lot of everything that I've done, and I've never taken her to like the Russell Fork or you know,
1: oh that's the, one on my list. The nar yeah.
0: stuff, but right, you know, but she's done the Upper yacht with me, the Upper Gully, the, the Green Canyon, right. the, all that the
1: classics. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. We're that's into stand up paddleboarding a lot now, and
1: um yeah, that's awesome. It's a whole different, yeah, it's a whole different landscape.
0: It's a good way too. I really like it.
1: It is a good way. It's full body. It's mm-hmm. good. Yeah.
0: And I put the the kid on the front there, and just paddle, and
1: nice. Uh, we have a good yep. time with it. That is good times.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to hanging out with you guys again. But, Us um,
1: too, for sure.
0: I appreciate you being on here, and I yeah, said thanks.
1: thanks. Appreciate you for having me.
0: All right, well, all you right. know, you have some sweet dreams, and uh, thanks, I'll you see dream. you on the river.
1: I know, I'm gonna be gonna be dreaming about all kinds of things tonight. Nice. Lots of, lots of adventures, lots of saving shitters. Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, you take care and have a good night. Tell your, tell your family. I said, hi.
1: of course we'll do Sweet sweet dreams. Peace. (laughs) Bye.
0: Thank you, Laura, for being part of the podcast this evening. And thank you to all our listeners out there. We heard some fun stories from life in a hop pile, and really only scratched the surface of that town it was an honor to have laura on the show tonight and i hope you enjoyed it too it's our intention to archive stories encompassing the whitewater paddling community and we look forward to talking with more whitewater enthusiasts kayakers raft guides canoeists swiftwater rescue pros stand-up paddleboarders and artists i'm hoping this collection of education will increase our sphere of awareness on the river help us move with purpose and just entertain us on our journey downstream on the river of life thank you everyone and until the next bedtime stories for paddlers sweet dreams